Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to this week's segment of Live Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. I'm your host, Davida Shinsky, and our purpose is to talk to you about subjects around mental health, psychology, relationships, and personal growth so that you can overcome any limiting beliefs you have that were caused by traumas early in life. Today's presentation is titled, Five Simple Steps for Improved Psychological Safety and Better Mental Health. Feeling safe and secure is basic and innate human need. We all have this, and without it, we can feel seriously out of whack. We might feel depressed, perpetually anxious, overwhelmed scared, fearful, anything else that comes up. But that's where the fight or flight mechanism that's innate in us comes into effect. Yet fostering psychological safety in our life and work doesn't have to be overly complicated. Learning how psychological safety can prove useful and invaluable for leaders in the workplace as well as within the household. So let's learn about it. What is psychological safety? How can we improve psychological safety and the safe spaces we occupy? Now, what is psychological safety? Psychological safety refers to the ability to speak up, express ideas, ask questions, admit mistakes, or bring up concerns without fear of being ridiculed, punished, or shamed. In the workplace, this often translates into a team perspective that it's okay to take risks. In fact, it should be encouraged to foster growth and move the needle forward. Now, what I want to talk a little bit about here is personalities and how they work together and how, as a team, you work together. We all have certain strengths and weaknesses. And there's four pure modalities. And one is the dominant personality that feels that they control the environment. There's the interpersonal personality that gets along with everyone. There's the steadiness personality that is very introverted and literally does everything by the book. 
And there's the conscientious personality that questions everything. Now, we all have these within us, but here's the thing. We need to understand them so that we can move between and bring up those things that are our weakest points when we need to. And then you've got the creator, or in a team, the creator, the advancer, the refiner, and the enforcer. And then you have the fifth person in that team that really works well within everything. And the creator is the one that really knows how to come up with ideas. The advancer takes those ideas, they refine it, they put it together, then they move it on to the refiner who refines it even more. And then only when everyone in the team believes that it's ready to be put out, does it go to the enforcer. And then you've got that other person there that works well with everyone and can really keep everything on track and understanding how all of these personalities and all of the, these team skills really work together can really put you into understanding how to, to create psychological safety. Because psychological state, safety refers to the ability to speak up, express ideas, ask questions, admit mistakes, or bring up concerns without fear of being ridiculed, punished, or shamed. In the workplace, this often translates into a team perspective that's okay to take risks. It should be encouraged to foster growth and more than anything, needle forward. This is why if you understand where someone falls in the continuing continuum of the creator, the advancer, the refiner, and the faucet, then you can put them together and things will move smoothly. If you have two people that are creators or two people that are advancers and neither one to sit and listen, then, then that's where the problem really comes in and how a team works. In the workplace, this often translates into a team perspective that it's okay to take risks. In fact, it should be encouraged to foster growth and move the needle forward. Basically, it's the idea of feeling safe and secure within an environment to bring up tough or hard conversations. In the many ways, this improves the efficiency and effectiveness of a team. People feel more motivated, involved, engaged, and happier as it makes, of course, this makes sense, especially when considering Maslow's hierarchy of needs and the safety rights, which pretty high when it comes 
to our basic human needs. So, before I go any further, let's talk a little bit about the Maslow hierarchy of needs. Why? Well, for one thing, what is it? And it's something that you need to understand simply because it really helps you put things together. So Maslow's hierarchy of needs is a motivational theory in psychology comprising a five-tier model of human needs, often depicted hierarchical levels within a pyramid from the bottom of the hierarchy upwards, the needs of physiological food and clothing, safety, job security, love and belonging needs, friendship, esteem, and self-actualization, the needs lower down in the hierarchy must be satisfied before individuals can attend to higher needs. So it's physiological needs, then it's safety, which is air, water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, reproduction. Then it goes up to the safety needs, which are personal security, employment, resources, health, and property. Then it goes up to love and belonging, friendship, intimacy, family, sense of connection. And the highest is esteem, which is respect, self-esteem, status, recognition. Above that, and the very top, is self-actualization, desire to become the most that one can be. And that's what we always need to strive for. So let's look a little bit at what the deficiency needs versus the growth needs. Maslow's theory differs from more purely psychological representations of human motivation because motivation is seen as being not just concerned with tension, reduction, or survival, but also with human growth and development. In 1954, Maslow proposed that human beings possess two sets of needs. This five-stage model can be divided into deficiency needs and growth needs. The first four levels are often referred to as deficiency needs. And the top level is known as the growth or being needs. The deficiency needs are concerned with basic survival and include physiological needs, such as the need for food, sex, and sleep, and safety needs, such as security and freedom from danger. Behaviors associated with these needs are seen as deficiency motivated as they are the means to an end. Now, in 1943, Maslow initially stated that individuals must satisfy lower-level deficient needs before progressing to meet higher-level growth needs. However, 
he later clarified that the satisfaction of a need is not an all or none phenomenon, admitting that his earlier statements may have given the false impression that a need must be satisfied 100% before you move to the next. So what, let's look at the original hierarchy of needs of the five-stage model. First one is the physiological needs, and these are biological requirements for human survival. Air, food, drink, shelter, clothing, warmth, sex, and sleep. The most basic need is for physiological survival, and this will be the first thing that motivates our behavior. Safety needs. People want to experience order, predictability, and control over their lives. Safety needs can be fulfilled by the family and society, police, schools, business, and medical care. Love and belonging needs. Belongingness refers to a human emotional need for interpersonal relationships affiliated connectedness and being part of a group. This need is especially strong in children and can override the need for safety and witness in children who cling to abusive parents. Young children need to know their love. And if the only way an adult can express their love is through abuse, then that child begins to accept that as their way of loving. Esteem needs are the fourth level of Maslow's hierarchy and include self-worth, accomplishment, and respect. Maslow classified esteem needs into two categories, esteem for oneself, dignity, achievement, mastery, independence, and the desire for reputation or respect from others, status, prestige, and someone who has very low self-esteem, they will basically end up with someone who will treat them in the exact way their family did. This is why you need to understand what is a healthy relationship and what isn't, and strive to have healthy relationships. Fifth level, self-actualization needs are the highest level in Maslow's hierarchy and refer to the realization of a person's potential, self-fulfillment, seeking, personal growth, and peak experiences. And at this level, the need refers to what a person's full potential is, and the realization of that potential. And Maslow describes this level as a desire to accomplish everything that one can and to become everything one is capable of becoming. Individuals may perceive or focus on this need very specifically. And understanding just how that fits into everything really helps you understand 
what is an example of the psychological safety? <coughs> A few examples of psychological safety include feeling comfortable, asking your boss or coworkers questions, being able to bring up potential pitfalls or mistakes without fear of being prosecuted, encouraging one another to take some risk and bring original ideas to the table, lifting each other up in a group setting as opposed to shutting each other down through intimidation or bullying. All of the above creates a team almost atmosphere where every individual feels valued and heard, which as many of us know, is undeniably important for overall mental well-being safety. So what are the five steps to psychological safety? So how can you create an environment that supports the psychological safety of all involved? And how can you ensure that everyone feels comfortable and safe? So here are a few steps. Create a respectful culture. Usually, as a leader, this means settling the stage or setting the example for others, being respectful in every interaction, and being open to ideas or questions can show that it's okay to bring up concerns and also shows that everyone is valued as a team member. To foster this, ask open-ended questions and lead the way with empathy. This means considering others' feelings while you communicate any and all feedback. Be honest and transparent with projects or processes. When we can understand that reasoning behind decisions, we are better able to accept them. So how does this contribute to psychological safety? Well, it fosters trust, which helps us feel safe and respected. It also creates a more team-oriented atmosphere. And what else does it do? When you, transparency goes a long way in situations, but let's, let's, look, let's look back at some things. So it also creates a more team-oriented atmosphere as opposed to a you-against-me atmosphere. Remember that you want to work as a team. You don't want conflict. And if it helps conflict, then it's a problem. Have clear expectations and communicate them. This goes for leaders in the workplace and can also apply somewhere to parenting at home. Leaders in the workplace should clearly lay out the 
expectations of each job, role, and project, which allows the team to understand what needs to be done to meet or exceed them. This may mean having clear goals, defining success, and supporting each individual on their journey toward achieving success. In terms of parenting, this may come down to behavior or manners and what is expected of each individual in the family. Again, the parent should exemplify the behavior they wish to see. View failure or mistakes as a learning opportunity. Failure is only failure when we give up. Instead, any mistake made by you or your team can be turned into a learning experience. What can be done differently next time? What process needs to be improved so it doesn't happen again? These are insightful questions that can turn a mistake or slip up into a positive. And additionally, as a leader, you can exemplify this by fessing up and taking ownership or responsibility for your own mistakes. This shows it's okay to make mistakes as long as they are accounted for and they have an ability to move past them. Be supportive. Encourage those around you. Lift them up. Give positive reinforcement and feedback when things go well. Make decisions a collaborative effect, and don't forget to check in with all team members to see how you can help or support them. The four components of the psychological safety, and in order to feel psychologically safe, we must feel included as though it's okay to learn safe to contribute, feel safe to challenge ideas by using the above steps and tips. You can do this for ourselves and our team, creating a positive work environment. Psychologically safety equals improved performance and satisfaction. Dr. Amy Edmondson says, Psychological safety isn't about being nice. It's above giving candid feedback openly, admitting mistakes, and learning from each other. Use this superpower to ensure a healthy and happy environment everywhere you go, from the workplace to the social functions. This matters and helps others feel supported supported, and valued. Therefore, when you understand exactly what it means to feel safe, now, 
what I'm going to do is finish up with a short story because I think this is so important that especially it, it, as a child growing up, we all need to feel safe. And if you grow up in a dysfunctional family where there's a lot of abuse, there is no safety. And either you learn to become abusive because that's what you know. We don't always think about it, but if a child grows up in a hostile environment and that's this, that becomes their comfort zone, then when they move out of that, they're going to look for another situation where it's a hostile environment simply because that is their comfort zone. So if that's where you are, then you need to help yourself understand exactly where you come from and why it all happens that way. Because for so many people, we don't realize just how important that when someone grows up in a specific environment, they learn to be abusive because that's the situation that they observe. Children become and do what their parents do. We, I mean, it, it's, there's so many examples out there that you can look at today that when you see them, you understand exactly how the situation arose. And often, if you look back in that history of the environment they grew up in and the environment their parents grew up in, what's happening? You're actually observing and seeing history repeat itself. And only with intervention can things change. And, you know, a young child needs to know their love. Part of psychological safety is hugging a child, letting them know that they're respected for who they are. Because if you don't show them that respect, how can you expect them to respect you? For many years, my mother was always very negative, and she was never really there for me. And I should say, just remember what you give, because that's what you got back. And you know what? The last few months, the last few years of her life, my two sisters took care of her. But I always said she was never going to have to. If she only had me, I would have put her in the nursing home just because that's the, the way she treated me. And I was not going to be abused and then expected to take care of someone. So, and I often look on Quora and, and people ask certain questions. And it's like they don't realize just how they've set things up themselves because they don't understand what is a healthy environment or how to communicate a 
effectively. Therefore, what I what I've done is created, and I have a membership site that's called AskDavidaShinsky.com, which talks about personal development, and it deals with certain topics that affect people in an environment to help them begin to accept and love themselves in spite of it. And I have a challenge e-learning course that's called Seven Ways to Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. Because when you're constantly being given a lot of negativity, what happens? You begin to lose the self-esteem. If your parent doesn't know how to love because they were not loved, what happens? Well, then you become and, and see yourself as someone who can't be loved. And then you abuse yourself or let others abuse you because you feel that's all you deserve. Now, you can go to my website, OnePersonalCareerCoach.com, and you can sign up for either group or personal coaching. 